Ah, booyah, my man. We got this. Got the podcast going. Do, 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 do. Let's see what's going on here. Let me put that shit on Twitter. Man, it's so awesome to have you back, man. It's been so long. <laughs> no, it has been, man. I, I hated the hiatus that we had in between shows because I, I know you had the, you know, the birth of the kid and all that kind of shit, but you had to figure out your, your, uh, your schedule. It's different now. It's very different. Yeah, trying to balance that out. It's been kind of... Also, I changed jobs, too, like at the beginning of that, so... I definitely got to talk to you about that in a second, but we are live. Hello, everybody. It is the Rum and Apple Show, and yesterday I had James from The Real Gems with on. Uh, James from The Real Gems on. If you uh, have seen his Simpsons review stuff and his uh, Simpsons showdown and his Simpsons mystery stuff and his Pixar reviews, uh, uh, wonderful. If you haven't seen him, I recommend you go check him out. He's a really good guy. Really fun conversation we had yesterday. Today, I have... Guess who, people? Ian Thorpe, historic nerd, is back in full effect. Yes, baby! It's fucking time! And as I light something suspicious and play this theme music, you all do the same thing and finish that GED paperwork, smarty. <laughs> I don't know why I said GED paperwork, but I did. Well, that's, uh, I guess, people pretty who don't finish high school. I don't pretty, know. Pretty, pretty rude to me. <laughs> pretty horrible. I will admit. That's okay. I love it anyway. It's all good. I ain't worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really it good not. enough degree. <laughs> well, apparently it is good enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought about getting some wine and getting day drunk today, but I'm like, nah, can't do that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like legally, nothing's stopping you. Yeah, nothing, nothing is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not the worst thing in the world to be thinking about. I mean, yeah, what's just, worse? What's worse than day drunk? I don't know, drunk tank? That is a perfect day for me, though. Yeah, it is. You, yeah, you gotta pay <laughs> off. You can totally get away with this shit. <laughs> you have every right to get away with that shit. Fuck that. Well, yeah, after, uh, my favorite thing, though, after I got my commission as an officer, I went to, uh, my wife and I, we rented a beach house down in Oregon. And just, I was just day drunk for a solid week. It was just great. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You work uh, hard, man. You work hard, you play hard. All right, though. People, that has been the theme music. Hello. We got a nice little jam, little beat that came from Instrumental Mafia. Shout out to Instrumental Mafia. They got some they're, – they're actually really talented beat makers. I, I, I really do like their music. It, it puts me in a good vibe to write my own music specifically. So shout out to them. Thank you for letting me use the song and to uh, monetize it, all that kind of shit. Even though YouTube – Throws that away anyway. I don't care. I just want to plug them and shout them out for being good and allowing me to use their stuff because, I mean, I really I really like their craft. It's really good shit. But we want, I want to move subjects. We're here with Ian from Historic Nerd. Ian, you've, you have grown a lot since we've last talked, man. You have seen – I've seen such a rise in you and in, 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 um, the community that, that's followed you, your subscriber base. It's fucking incredible, man. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah, that was – um. A huge surprise for me as well. I don't see why. I told you. I told you you were fucking good. And sure enough, you're like 8,400 subscribers in. It just keeps climbing. You get the you you have over a hundred thousand views on the on the Sega 64. You got over a hundred thousand views on on the SV cheat SVP chip. I mean, you're doing fantastic. Yeah, and still surprises me. <laughs> I, I don't like the, uh, I don't see why man I don't see well, why I, 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 for me it has to do with the fact that like okay so those videos normally whenever I get like a massive viewer influx it has to do with like people sharing it on other sources like reddit or 
external sites. Mm-hmm. And these ones, I just posted them. Like, like for example, the SVP video, it got like 3,000 views within the first week. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty badass. That's cool. I, that's all I was expecting out of it, right? So that's a pretty good run for my stuff. Absolutely. But then all of a sudden, like about a month later, it just started pulling in just 20,000 views a day. And it just kept doing that for a week straight. And it was just really surprising to me. Because I wasn't sharing it. It was just YouTube itself that was sharing it within its own little algorithm. Well, definitely it came to a point where YouTube, the algorithm was not only picking it up, but it's just there's so much interaction on your stuff. And it's not only YouTube. I think you're not giving yourself enough credit, man. Do, Do you not realize? Do you not realize that you do a very good job of what you create? I mean, you do a fantastic job. And this is another reason why it's translating the way it is because you, you've done such a justice and a service of giving a not only an accurate and articulate just portrayal of what's going on. You've, you've once again, I've said it numerous times, you're, you're a wonderful educator in this sense. Now, what I mean by that is you're able to provide information in a way that people want more. Now, this could be this could be part of your wonderful voice that will lull some to sleep and it'll lull other to me, <laughs> others like me, till it'll be four o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting there rolling blunts going, what, what about the Sega 64, Ian? I must know. <laughs> what, what, of, what of portable nukes? What, what of missile command? Please enlighten me. I, I mean, I'm joking around people, but this, this is what I feel with this guy. This is, this is the stuff that that uh, I see from his videos and the content that he makes. Even with his, even even your movie stuff. That Red Dawn vs. Red Dawn recently got up uh, uh, quite a few, I think. Like 40,000 uh, or something? Well, that, yeah, that one, though, that actually got a pretty big boost a couple, like a, about a year and a half ago was when that one like hit, broke 30,000 views by itself. That was kind of cool. You know, I, I would love to see that Ghostbusters video get a lot more press because I think you did a wonderful job in kind of breaking it down. And you did a good job, an excellent <laughs> I, job, of straying away from the bullshit that was surrounding it. You kind of kept it down to what the film was actually successful in and what it failed in. Yeah, I guess that one, I, I was like, ah, I'm going to make this and get attacked and be accused of being an anti-feminist or some shit like that. So I, I decided that one, I'm, I'm just going to be as technical about it as possible and just discuss what works and what didn't work and why the remake... It's just garbage. <laughs> well, I, I, I said this I said this one time. I don't remember if I heard it from somewhere or it's subconsciously attached on me from somebody else. So if somebody else did say this originally, I'm sorry. It's just it's just it was in my head. But I, I remember saying that Ghostbusters couldn't even do their own they couldn't even do it again twice. You know, Ghostbusters, the first one was really successful, but but look, you had the original cast and everybody who came back for Ghostbusters 2, and even in that timeline, it didn't fare that well. Mm-hmm. So you got to consider at that point, when the original run, when the original cast can't make the magic happen again, what the, what the fuck do you think is going to happen when you got a bunch of comedians who kind of got a bad rap, in a way, for what they were given to do? I mean, it was just a bad movie. Because I, I watched it recently on your because of your review, and I'm sitting here, and the one thing that that caught my attention before I watched the movie was the Chinese food jokes, you know, and yeah. and the technology stuff. And you're absolutely right; you hit it on the you hit the nail on the head. It's so abusive. I mean, it's all they had that was near Ghostbusters. Yeah, it was, that's one thing that really bugged me about the new movie was they had to have that whole montage by showing off the tech. 
where like half the joke in the original was that they hadn't tested it. <laughs> like they were just like, yeah, it should theoretically work, right? Right. It, remember a, the joke in the elevator? How they're talking yeah. about how they, how Egon was like, well, you have a nuclear reactor strapped to your back, yeah. and then you kind of look at particle him. accelerator. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Sorry, <laughs> that's what it was. And they're just like, what? And I'm thinking that what? The Egon, Egon. I know you collect spores and molds for fun, but this is crazy, man. I mean, dude, Egon, I mean, I'm sorry, but Egon is the guy you definitely want to hang around with. It's not Vakeman. It's not, well, maybe, 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 uh, maybe uh, Ernie Hudson's character. Maybe Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson seems like a cool guy in general, though. You you just (laughs) want to smoke a marble light with that guy and drink a beer and then feel sad when you know he doesn't make enough money that he should. Hmm. A little sad. A little sad there. Do you hear do you hear it, Ian? A little tear has dropped from my cheek onto the floor in pain. Well, I mean mm. he did he did Oz. That was a phenomenal program. He, he did Oz else. and he is also attached yeah. to one of the most beloved cult movies in existence, The Crow. Oh shit, yeah, he is in the crow. He's in the crow. He's the cop. And he cop. did a wonderful job. You want let's hey, I want to get away from this real quick. I want to fuck with you on something. All right. I've been getting fucked <laughs> okay. up. I've been getting fucked up, bro. And I've been watching family members. Family Matters a lot. Now, have you ever watched Family Matters? That one Tony Nuts, no, who's the boss? Is uh... No, that's who's the boss. That's Tony yeah, Dance. Yeah, family Matters, Steve yeah. Urkel. Family Matters, Steve Urkel. Yeah, the yeah. Winslow I watched family. That when I was Did I do that? Oh. Carl Winslow. Steve. Yeah. Look, man, that show, I got a sneaking suspicion that that show is the perfect representation of Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> that is Stockholm Syndrome to its fullest extent. In season one, I'm not even finished with the whole show yet, folks, so you got to give me a little couple more weeks to finish through it, and I'm going to pull a rheumatoid on this shit because I'm starting to suspect that Steve Urkel, from the beginning of this show, might have schemed a plot to convert the Winslow family into his family. I think Steve Urkel might be an evil genius. There's a smidgen of a possibility. A possibility. Because it's endless breadsticks. I promise you, man. It's possible, okay? Look what he does to Laura. Okay? Laura hated Steve Urkel in the beginning. And in the last season, where I'm at now, she falls in love with him. Professes her love for him. Wants to marry him. Hmm. That's a little peculiar. Who knew that it only took nine years of endless stalking and creeperish shit to get her to finally admit that she loves him? Hmm. And then, at a certain point in time, Steve's parents go to Russia, and he moves in with the Winslows. Hmm. But they don't like Steve. But, hmm, they seem to keep him around a lot. I think someone's breaking down some mental barriers here, folks. I don't know. What was that 90s movie called? Was it The Good Son? With Macaulay Culkin, where he was yeah. an evil, evil stepkid. He was Elijah fucking... Wood and Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yes. I always think like yeah, kind of a, a similar thing. Where I guess if you were probably if you were to take certain scenes and probably cut Family Matters back together with all the creepy parts where Urkel was being creepy. Yeah, creepy. You probably have a pretty good little trailer there to illustrate your your point. Which I, you know, come to think of it, I was like, it does make sense that he just kind of invaded their lives and kept showing up until the family just eventually. Gave up, I guess. <laughs> they were prisoners. Though they were POWs. They were prisoners in their own house. Ian, look, look, look. He came over every day. What was Carl's number one catchphrase? Get out, Steve. Get out, Steve. <coughs> and he would keep coming back. He would keep coming up with crazy inventions. He came up with a matter teleportation device. He came up with a cloning device. He came up with a time machine. 
<laughs> what was the uh, what was the creepy puppet that followed people around? Stevel. Stevel, that was it. That is a puppet that Steve created. That was their Halloween episode shit. Yeah, those were good ones. You know what? Speaking of Halloween, it is coming up. Oh yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Are you doing anything for Halloween? <laughs> like, do you do you do anything for Halloween? Like, when it when does when do when did you stop doing shit for Halloween? At what do you remember when it just kind of became eh? Like it stopped becoming fun and you just kind of didn't care. Uh, when the vast majority of my friends stopped drinking, Halloween became not fun. Really? Yeah, I mean, it made Halloween boring because now it's just you go to a costume party and not drink. I mean, it's just not fun at all. Okay, I completely <laughs> but, uh, understand. Who the fuck? Hold on a second. Who the fuck goes to a cocktail a, a cocktail party? Different type of party, people. That's an after hours one. Who goes to a costume party doesn't drink, unless you don't drink and you're smoking weed. What the fuck kind of party yeah. is that? How are you going to turn people up? In their, uh, people in their early 30s now, I guess. I'm like, oh, man. What the fuck is that? I'm lame. in my early 30s. I still blaze. I still do everything. <laughs> I still, I'm still active as shit. You fucking lame-ass 30-year-olds, you need to knock that shit off at your fucking age. Start acting like a 20-year-old again, <laughs> god damn it. Man, fuck that. Fuck that. You could, act- could actually afford the alcohol now. Come exactly. on. Exactly. See, at 30... These motherfuckers nowadays who don't know, who are, are worried about becoming 30 and, and getting into those years where you really got to adult, don't even worry about it, man. The 30s is probably some of the best times you're going to have past the 20s. Because the 20s, you don't know who the fuck you are yet. By the time you're 30, well, hopefully. Now, Ian, I'm pretty sure you can back me up on this. Hopefully, a dude or whoever the fuck you are, you're going to know who you are by the time you're 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Because by 30, you're a fucking adult. You better have a house or an apartment. You got you got to be on a certain level. That's just reality. To, fu- to just to to be successful, to to set something else up for your life and your future. I mean, thirties the time where you got to have some shit going. And I tell you, I, I tell you, I met I've met quite a few people who don't have that shit going. But it doesn't mean you can't have fun because now you have the money to do it. I know you could be working two jobs or whatever, and you got some you you got a lot of stress or whatever. But maybe on that last paycheck, you take you take 40 of that bitch out and you get fucked up. You have fun. Because you know goddamn well that you're responsible enough to get up and go to work the next day if you have to. Fuck it, man. Fuck it. We got one life on this planet. And the least we can do is have fun. That's why I got Ian here, because Ian's a barrel of laughs. This motherfucker's hilarious. I promise you, but, man. So I guess uh, for me, though, like pretty much just my new ideal Halloween is just getting together with some friends and watching uh, just horror films and having a few drinks. That's about pretty much the only ideal halloween for me anymore but then again i also have a a daughter on the way so once she gets so once she gets old enough to trick or treat that's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun i think that's probably that's probably gonna be some uh now i'm not a parent but i would guess if you were when you you know you are when those when those trick-or-treats come up and you're able to be with your kid and you're able to take a trick-or-treat i mean those are the older i get the more i realize that those are memories that really do matter more than others Mm -hmm. because you you know when we're young and you know we're both we're still relatively young people. We're not old by any pretense, unless you're talking about gamers. Then we're then we're dinosaurs, because <laughs> well, I mean, think about it, man. When you think about a gamer, if 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 you were raised in the Nintendo era or earlier, you're a fucking fossil. I mean, they might as well put out a plaster mold of you and hang you right next to the T Rex. This is this is an alpha. This is the alpha version of a gamer, historic nerdicus. <laughs> He had an Atari. Does anybody know what that is? No. And then they well, show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not old enough to have an. Like I didn't have an Atari growing up. It's a joke, man. I'm trying ah. to set the joke. 
Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Trying to have fun here, sir. Nah, man. Be real, your humor. I, I, yes, you just, you killed it. What are you doing? What are you doing killed killing joke. me like that? You're killing jokes. Just Why are you, you just taking all the punches out of my punchlines. What's, what's, what's with mm -hmm. you today? What's with you today? Sorry. I have you on. Pop, you, you going to red carpet me? You going to red carpet me? You're going to, you're going to, what, you know, white, you know, what's it called? You're going to white carpet, white Bengal tiger only, only green and brown M&Ms and the motherfucking glass crystal the, the, the tray. Army, the army we call it blue falconing, where you just fuck over a buddy. <laughs> is that, is it really called that? You blue falcon somebody. I okay, so I got blue falcon just now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. My bad. No, hey, hey. I'm honored that I can even be put in that in that same sentence, just to be mentioned in that same context. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty. That's an accomplishment to me. Mm -hmm. Ian, I do gotta ask you though, man. You sure. said you you said you switched careers recently. You said you were switched jobs. So what? Are you not spraying stupid people with chemicals now? No, no, I, I still do that. I still do that job. I, uh, I still I, do it. Oh God! Here, hold still. What, sir? Ah. Well, it's more like uh, the, the most I get to do with there. I get to set up a, a gas chamber and yes. make people walk through it and take their masks off and have a really bad day. That's a horrible but, uh, thing to say. But uh, but I don't know. We don't, well, so right now, uh, so I do that position on my my M day guard side, where I do that like you know once a month or one weekend a month. But I, I took a, I got offered a full time position mm. doing army stuff full time with the with the National Guard out here, so I've been doing that, which has been honestly really rewarding. I've been enjoying it a lot more than my other work. Well, what's the major difference? I mean, for what you can legally talk about, of course. But what was the major difference between uh, what you're doing with uh, uh, in chemical weaponry and and that aspect of your military career to what you're doing now? Because Forgive me for my lack of knowledge, but I need a little I need a little information. Oh, um, well, right right now I'm working with the uh, so I work with the communication traps. I'm doing more like uh, electrical hardware stuff like that. Okay. And keeping the, and keeping those uh, that logistical side of the army running. So so that's so, it's, it's not too much of a difference because honestly, as a chemical weapons officer, I don't have a whole lot of stuff to do outside of uh, training people to put their masks on faster. So I have a lot of so I have a lot of I have a Did lot of time. Did you just trivialize the entirety of your of your job by saying that? Because it sounded <laughs> well, like it. Well, th think about this. Okay, so like the reason why the chemical weapons corps in the United States exists is because we, every every country has a chemical weapons corps, but nobody wants to use their chemical weapons because they're fucking terrible and just the worst weapons you can possibly deploy. Because they're completely dependent on the wind and things like that, and it's just it'd be suicidal to want to use that kind of shit. So ultimately, we exist as deterrent officers. So we we exist. We know how to handle these threats, and we set up detection nets where we deploy in areas that we know they're in. And so it has to do with more. If I'm doing training here in the states, there's not really a huge threat or a, a training necessity for what I do, because honestly, a lot of the gear we have now is really good at deterring and stopping chemical weapons threats, with the exception of some of the more aggressive nerve agents. Well, I mean, that's comforting to hear. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it actually but, is for the so, people who are actually having to possibly contend with these issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so essentially, so what that position enabled me to do was because I have a bit more free time than other folks, I went and learned other other aspects of, of the Army, essentially. So I'm kind of a, a jack of all trades, so I can jump into different sections and do work with them. So you just made yourself more uh, more reliable. <laughs> and more adaptable, really. Well, that's kind of so, necessary, isn't it? As oh, yeah. far as military being the most diverse and accessible, and you if, being able to be plugged into generally more places than other mm -hmm. people, and not having an issue accommodating yourself. Oh that's yeah, and, and that's clearly desirable. 
Oh, yeah. And, and ultimately, you run into some things where you have, like, uh, the concept of a single point of failure when you have programs and things like that that only a handful of people know. And so when you have people like me that spend time to learn these things outside of our own jobs, it makes it makes the organization just stronger as a whole. Yeah. That's I mean, kind of how I've, I've done it, and it's worked out pretty well for me. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I would think a military outfit would be would is reliant on the person next to you and, and their capability. I mean, mm-hmm. you're right. The, 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 the strongest the team is only as strong as the weakest link, I guess is the best way to describe it. Oh, yeah. And if everybody is <coughs> operating, you know, at a good level and, and even the worst and I'm not trying to criticize anybody, but that's just the reality. Even if the worst person is keeping up par and making good moves and making good improvements, <laughs> that just that just trickles and everybody's doing it then. That's that's powerful. That's some powerful shit. Oh, yeah. I wonder. I think I'd last 36 seconds in the army before I was killed by the drill instructor. Pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty sure. Like, the drill instructor, what are you doing on the rubber apples? What are you smoking? Uh, it's a swisher, sir. Do I? Well, what do I do? Do I put it out? Uh, or well, for the, for the can... most part, like, you, you'll discover that when you go through basic training is that uh, convicts have more more rights than you do for the first couple months. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of confused. Wait, I thought you guys were the good guys. Well, no, it's more like like well, like in any organization or club, right? You gotta you gotta go th- take your take your licks before oh, you get to dues. join and become a. Got to pay your dues, right? <laughs> so, like, when it, so when you join the army, the first thing they do is take everything away from you. They take your phone, everything. Like, you're not allowed to make calls. Like, you don't even get letters for the first couple days. Oh yeah, so you, kinda... le- you you legally can't do that to motherfucking inmates. Oh no, no oh, no, 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 inmates have more rights than that. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, when you join the army, you voluntarily surrender those rights. Oh, that's true, because that's part of your contract. You're signing a waiver to say you yeah. can do whatever you want to me. I'm yeah, yours. <gasps> like, like they don't do uh, they don't do like the hazing crap like they used to do. Like it's not like Full Metal Jacket or anything anymore. I would hope but not. Uh, I would hope yeah. not, because you're trying to build mentally strong soldiers, not not Gomer piles. And I and mm-hmm. I don't mean to joke about that. I mean I'm going to because it's but, but even then, hilarious. Gomer piles was still a pretty reliable soldier. <laughs> you think he's about a it. good shot. He's a good fucking <laughs> shot. Scary. <laughs> scary <laughs> arlie ermy he that was a great role for him he was he was beautiful in that role is it weird oh, that yeah. i love seeing him no matter what he's doing even if it's a terrible texas chainsaw massacre movie i'm happy to see him was he in that you oh he was in the remake yeah he was in the te- the, the remake with the, the michael bay produced one ian just yeah. if you watch it don't pop popcorn don't do anything just 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 grab a just grab a towel You'll just be sad. You'll just no, I be guess sad. I, re- I actually I just remembered that movie because um there's that great like opening shot where the the woman kills herself and then the camera goes back through the her head for the head. bullet exits. Yeah, and that's a that's an incre- that's an amazing shot if you think about it. Like just the way I they think, did that. I remember when I, I saw it in the theaters when it, when it first came out. That shot f- was fucking awesome. It was awesome. I don't care. It, I don't care what anybody thinks. It looked cool. Because you saw the, the reaction, and then you see it pans back, and it's through this hole in her head, through the exit wound, mm-hmm. and then you see the head pop back, and it has the full wide angle, and I'm going, whoa, that is awesome. That looked super dope, man. Damn. Yeah, I, was, I worked in a video store at that point, actually, when that came out. What? What, what a video store? Like a blockbuster? Yeah. Like one of those retails? 
Uh, yeah, well, I worked at uh, I worked at two different video stores. I worked at Hollywood Video Movie Gallery because you know, whoa, body. there's there's one Hollywood Video about about three or four towns over where I, I'm currently at. What? Still, like, still open? <laughs> what? Still? Okay, you're gonna be amazed. There's a family video. There's one family video out that I can get to, and one Hollywood video I can get to. That's left. They're physical locations. They have physical movies, video games. Like little food stuff for the kids and shit. It, it's turned into this kind of all-purpose thing. Wow, I can't believe that's still open. Well, you got to realize, man. There's still, there's still, you know, some people they still rely on physical shit. That's the only, it, it exists for a reason. Oh my so, god, their website's still kind of weird. Oh, it's not good. Oh, it's not. It's there, definitely there. But quality, mm, I'd be a little, I'd be a little skeptical. But working in a video store. I mean, is that just because you needed a job, or is because you liked movies and you wanted the ability to rent movies? Uh, I liked I liked movies, and I, I needed a job because at that point I had just started going to college, and my even though I had savings, I didn't really want to work. My parents were like, "Get out of the house!" <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was more of a so I guess a young guy needed something to do for a couple hours a day to appease my parents because I didn't really because I, I had saved. I had like at that point I had like a a fair amount of money I had saved from like inheritance and I, I didn't need to work <laughs> at that point. Yeah, but it's but my always parents good. just wanted me to go away. That's <laughs> <So>. true. <laughs> I think all parents want their, all, my dad, uh, bless his heart. He's a lovely man. He's a stern, my, I'll explain my father to you really quickly. Uh, for people who are listening who want to know a little more about me, this is your opportunity. Story time with rum and Ian, because we are talking about our lives apparently because <laughs> we're now the fucking Oprah network. Jesus Christ. But no. It's because we're friends, bro. It's because we're buddies. It's because we're buddies, Ian. We best buds, Ian. He my buddy, buddy. (laughs) You want a friendship bracelet, man? Make your friendship bracelet, man. It'll be made out of Chris Klein faces. Oh, shit. And the uh, the hookah shells. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's play Moncala together. It'll be marvelous. Yeah, drum circle. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll play Bop It. Whatever. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, Bop It. Oh. Yo, that's a 90s game like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, my God. There were some terrible 90s innovations. But no, real quickly, like my dad, you know, he's a stern guy, you know, and he was he was kind of like in the similar vein of get the fuck out of the house. I love you, but leave. You need to go out on your own and learn life. You know, it was all there is a purpose behind it. And the reason I bring this up is because all parents have this deep down in their heart. And Ian, it's going to be hilarious when you come to this part of life itself. You're going to go, I love my kid, but I love it when they leave. <laughs> and my dad said something to me one time that I'll never forget. He said, son, I love it when you come for a visit. And I said, oh, yeah, dad, because you have to understand something. My father doesn't say that stuff to me. He doesn't. That's not the way, that, that's not the way we do things. The way we do things is we do things by doing things for one another. That's how we should. We don't need to say shit. We, you, motherfucker, you're my dad. You, you know I love you. I don't need the virtue signal that shit. Just I'll come over and mow your lawn every week, and there you go. It's just you know the example you set. But you know, so my dad was not very vocal in that. But when he said that to me, I said, "Really? You like it when I visit?" He goes, "Yeah, cause it's a visit. You go home to your house, and I have my house, and I can be alone and not be bothered by your noise." And I go. That's awesome, Dad. You know, it was great because I'm going, yeah, I get it now, Dad. I get it. Like, yeah. All parents want that. They all want their kids to visit because they leave. 
It's okay when you come over as long as you go away later. That's It's a marvelous, weird cycle that we all get to at a certain age. Because now with my own godchildren, I'm like that too. Because I love it when they come over, man, right? But goddammit do I love being able to pawn those motherfuckers off on somebody else. And get, get rid of these goddamn bastards. Holy shit. There's so much that goes into it. Now I'm just playing around, Ian. Of course I am. And I know you love your kid. I know you're always going to be good to her. I'm pretty sure that kid is uh, revolutionized your life, truthfully. Um, you're definitely a... Definitely a new uh, new thing to balance my time with. I can tell you that for sure. Well, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be challenging, considering it's 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 a it's not a goldfish, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, it's not like oh, do I do I feed it? There's just so much that goes into it. I mean, I'm completely petrified by the by the prospect of ever raising a kid. I have no idea how you're handling it. it it's 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 really. It's, it, it would feel so bizarre for me to leave my office, go home, and come home to a kid. You know, that's fucking weird. To me, I go like, well, what's up? Like, like what, do I, what do you do? What do you do, Ian? Like, what do you say? You go like, hey, how are you? Oh. How was things? <laughs> I mean, well, right wanna, now it's wanna, like. You want to you you joint? Are you, are you, yeah. Can we legally do that yet? Like, what's, what's, what's good? No, I don't think you can legally do that to a child now. I think like, that's considered uh, abuse of some sort. Oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> I okay. think so. We definitely won't do that then. That That's definitely not yeah, happening. Yeah, I probably want to avoid that. Okay. We'll avoid <laughs> We'll avoid giving children weed until they're old yeah. enough to legally consume it. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know, honestly, my, my wife does more work than I do, so I can't really, I can't complain too much. Well, that's you're, pretty, you're working. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... So we, have a, we, have a, we have a setup where I, I make enough on my own that she doesn't need to work anymore. But that's good. Oh, yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. You mean people would be envious to be in that position? Shit. Most people. Yeah, I, I didn't think you'd actually uh, be able to accomplish this. So I'm like, all right, career change. Let's do it. Hey, and it man. worked out. But it's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, you're you're at a good position now where you can really, really set something final for your family in the future. I mean, that's what that's what every that's what every man who has a family wants to accomplish for their family. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. And And on top of it, you're still able to find time to make Chris Klein jokes. I, I love it. I love it. You still find time to make your dog into a fascist dictator. I love yeah, it. Well, I've, only, I've only actually produced one video since she was born, but I didn't, that one has done gangbusters. And I have, I think it's about 75% done on the next one in terms of script writing anyway. And that is the Sega 64 but, you recently put out. Yeah, that, that one that I recently put up that... I was absolutely shocked it did as well as it did as fast as it did. Well, and the fact that it's still doing pretty good. It's done about 20,000 views this week, I think, or last week. Right now, it's at 121,000 views. Yeah, which is nuts for me. It's been out, it's been out for a month. You got 120,000 views. Well, it's a, good, it's a very well-done video. Like, all your stuff is very well-produced. You have good audio quality. You have a good visual. You have a good visual presentation. And that's something I want to talk to you about specifically, on the growth of... Your starting ability of editing and putting things together and creating these, pretty much it's just, you create your own world when you're talking about the Sega 64, the SVP mm -hmm. chip, anime memories. You create your own little universe that people are kind of drawn into because even for your Doom video, you created your own Doom level for that. 
Oh, yeah. Like, people don't realize that. I don't think they do. People, if you've never gone and watched Ian's History of Doom on the Super Nintendo video, you need to watch it. And if you've watched it already, you know, wonderful. But I recommend people watch it for the visual element that he provides. He created a entire level of Doom. And what did how did you create that again? Oh, I, I built that in After Effects. Okay, so but once again, you built it in After Effects. That is, that is an a exceedingly large amount of work. That I I think if people don't know that you created that, they wouldn't even be able to appreciate it to that level. I mean, I certainly appreciate it more knowing that you took all the time to actually create that. You built, you built the visual pretense, well, you built the visual dynamic to what we're watching more than just putting a pre-constructed photograph or a video footage. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing, you're creating, you're creating mm-hmm. a, a, a customized visual element to your, to your script. And I think that's what, makes your videos a lot more powerful than some others in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Well, I also just recently figured out a way to uh, not have to make them. <laughs> I, found another, I found another way to import them. How did he do so, it, sir? Uh, there. So there's a way you can do it, because in After Effects, there's a secondary program that actually exists on top of, well, well, it exists within After Effects called Cinema 4D. And if you find the right CAD files, you can actually import those, and you can have you can have a pre-rendered environment that you just bring in. And you don't necessarily have to build it yourself. You can oh, find work funny. other other people have used, and if, they, oh, yeah. if it's like open, if it's open source and they're cool with you using it, you can just do it. Oh, that's fine. That's like nothing the, wrong uh, with something like that. Yeah. So like the uh, the Sega sixty four video, I found the uh, the first level of Sonic that a guy had made a three D map for, but he didn't put any contact information on the model. So I'm like, all right, I guess that's probably fine. So I used it, and then the guy actually showed up on the video going, hey, use my model, thanks. That is pretty and awesome. And so and I, I immediately got in touch with the guy. I'm like, hey, dude, like I, I didn't know how to contact you, but would you like credit at all or any way to do it? And he's like, no, nah, man, it's fine, whatever. Well, you know what? And, you, you, went, you went a further extent that I, than some other people do in that regard. Oh, yeah. So I, I ended up just figuring out what his YouTube channel was based off of his YouTube comment and posted uh, a link to that in the video. That's what's up. So, yeah, so I'm like, no, tell you what, even though you said no, you're still getting credit. Yeah, it's like, hey, man, you're getting credit anyway because you made this. You deserve it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's but, just fair. But, yeah, it's, but I, I can still still do it in After Effects. It's just building it that way takes a lot more time than the other, the other way I figured out. Well, truthfully, but you're it's... just saving time and you're still creating the same result. I'm just, mm-hmm. saying, for, I'm just saying for the sake of the it, – it's more a – it's more – a spotlight on your your dedication and your attention to the craft of what you're doing. That's what it really mm-hmm. comes down to because it's very, very high. And not just me, people. I know I'm high as giraffe pussy. That's <laughs> fine. But Ian's video editing quality, it's I've and this is me coming from a guy who has watched almost all of Ian's videos. I think I've watched all of them at least once. I think yeah, so I you have. Pro- you've probably you probably seen the clear evolution of my my ability to make videos. I have, I have, I have I've seen a, a huge evolution, and it's the mo- the most powerful part about it is it's always improving. It there's no you don't stagnate. That's mm-hmm. what I've noticed out of you. You don't stagnate, and I think it's because of your your actual approach and your philosophy to what you do. And I remember mm-hmm. from a lot of our prior podcasts that we've only had a couple, the ones that we have done. I remember distinctively you saying that 
you're not going to put out something unless you have a real interest in it because you believe it translates negatively oh, yeah. or like positively. It, mm -hmm. and, I mean, ultimately, the kind of funny thing is like doing the so I did the SVP video and that one did OK. And then it did like crazy successful. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll try and do that again and see if I can do it like better. Because ultimately I want to if it's if it's not challenging to me and it's just something that's just easy to do, I don't really have an interest in doing it. Because half half the fun to me is like finding a way to challenge yourself and make you think about what you're doing and try to do it more impressive, like in a more impressive manner. Well, there's I say oppressive, impressive. You said you said unpressive, by the way. <laughs> Un that's that's a word. It became a word. We shall contact just, just Webster. Now. But man, the thing that made me laugh the most about the uh, the Seg 64 video was some of, some of the comments I got because people were like, "Oh, your sound quality shit," and I'm like, "I think you just have really bad speakers." Yeah, I, I would I would love to get into this a little bit because <coughs> Ian <coughs> is now becoming accustomed to the garbage can that is YouTube comments. <laughs> yeah, I'm, there, I'm like, really? do you want to fucking talk about some of these goofy ones? Because they're oh, so God. funny. Yeah, because this is the weird one. Like, I, I get that, like, if you have, because, like, the audio on this video is kind of loud, but, I mean, if you turn it down to about half where most YouTube videos sit at normally, because, I mean, a lot of people render their sound. Too, like, it's, I don't know. I tested on every device I have in my house that'll play YouTube, and it sounded fine to me. And then people were complaining about the uh, the reverb and stuff like that in the, in the episode. And I'm like, uh, what? Because <laughs> it all sounds fine to me. It's but me, strange. I just can't hear it. I don't know. But then well, I, had a, I had another one recently. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying, well, from 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 where I sit, your your production has done nothing but improve. It's gotten better. So mm -hmm. for them for them complaining, I would suggest nitpicking unless someone points to me something specific, which I could probably explain. So, I mean, that's just where I stand yeah. on the issue because they're real. I don't really know what they're talking about. But yeah, but I took pretty much all the money that that episode was made. I put into a new microphone and equipment, so. But that's good. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. So, that's what people expect a person who they watch on the internet or support in any means to do. You know, mm -hmm. if I if they donate or they watch your ads or whatever, the money you make from it, they don't want to. Mm -hmm. They don't want to see you going on your fucking channel and say, "Hey guys, I just bought a flashlight." You know, they don't. <laughs> they don't want that. I, well, I don't know, Ian. <laughs> they, might, they want that. That Twitter feed. This is what your Patreon dollars got me. A, a flashlight. Yeah, yes. be a flashlight, yeah. You know what? You know what? <laughs> Do it. Do it. Just make it, you know, just put your machine gun, bald, bald-headed American eagle dick in there. You're all good. People will just, love just it. Make that a, just make that a Patreon tier. I was just thinking that. You just you just crossed it just crossed my mind. Great men think alike. <laughs> I promise you. Patreon exclusive. Yeah. Ian Thorpe. Yeah. Fleshlight action. Totally I, don't know, I always, fig totally I always figured I'd add a, a fight me tier where they paid like 400 bucks a month. We'd, uh, I'd actually go and like fly to where they lived and just fight them. Do you want to fight people? Is that what you're, is that what's that going would be, on? I would love that. I don't know. There, there are a few comments on there. I'm like, oh, I just want to drive to your house and punch you. We can, we can, <laughs> we can, you know what? We should do that. We should fight. We should fight. It'd be fun. How much you That'd weigh? That'd be a fun one. How much you weigh? Uh, right now I'm sitting about 244. I'm 175. I can work with that. I can, right. I can put on, I can put on 20 pounds. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll have a, I'll have, I'll be like dad bod rum and won't, I won't have a six pack, but I mean, I can put the weight on. I don't know how my cardio would be. I mean, Jesus, how soon, how soon are we trying to do this? <laughs> That's what you should do. Yeah. It should be you versus your hell in a fucking wrestling match. 
<laughs> That'd be funny. Hey, man, I, I'm serious when I, when I about that video that I was talking to you guys about. I was dead serious. I want to put you guys in one of my videos. I want to get you hell in a mask and do one like the PSA call the rum video. Oh, I so want to do it. I want to I want to do you and I want to have you as one. It's like when I joined the call to rum, I got my my like my dream job. You know, <laughs> <laughs> something, something crazy. And I want you in your military yeah. uniform. Obviously, you can black out who you are. We, it's a joke. <laughs> I don't want to get anybody really in trouble. I don't know the laws on that. But it's a parody, uh, so I think you should. Uh, it is, it's a parody, but uh, the, the issue is, as a, a serviceman, you're actually not allowed to. Uh, also, I got to find an stuff. actor. Yeah, you have to find an actor for a military one like is, that. Is, you can't so, actually. So wait, hold on. For for so legally, I want to be I want to be smart about this. So I got to find someone different. Um, I, this, essentially, for me as a national guardsman, we sign paperwork stating uh, we're, we don't use our uniform unless otherwise ordered to do so. Okay. Fair, fair game. Yeah. Fair game. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not. I, I didn't know that. I'm not about to ask you to do anything that's going to jeopardize. A lot of people don't actually, and so you'll find um, the, the weird thing is like you run into junior enlisted guys who just want to wear their uniform, and it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you in orders right now? And they're like, no, and it's like you, you can't be in your uniform. <laughs> so they get. Is kinda, that really a problem? Um, it can be with like with some so, some National Guard guys. It can be because they want to go, you know, show off the fact they're in the army. I, I can understand that. Kind of stuff, that. So. You could be proud and just of your accomplishment, which is fine. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, and you should be proud of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's fucking it, hard. But, I don't think a lot of people can do that. But yeah, but it's also it's a security issue, too, in a sense that you're drawing Ooh. you're drawing attention to yourself when you probably shouldn't. Unnecessary attention. Yeah, unnecessary attention. That's kind of. So, so when I see uh, people when, when I was younger in my teens and I'd see guys on leave who were in uniform. That's okay because they are on leave and they're going back to be on active duty, mm-hmm. so that's fine. But if this guy's, mm-hmm. you know, reserve and he's, you know, he's not receiving orders, as you said, he can't mm-hmm. be walking around the fucking kinkos in his in his uniform. Oh yeah. Okay. Just just clarifying in my head. Wow, I didn't. Yeah, like, man. Like, like me, like if I if I'm coming home from work and I'm in my uniform, I I try to. If I have to make a stop somewhere, I try to avoid being in my uniform as long as I can. Really? <laughs> in the public, yeah. Wow. I don't. I, mean, I don't. I don't like the attention I get, and I don't like. Uh, like, I, like when people say like, "Thank you for your service," I never know what to say. <laughs> so I'm like, "Ah, thanks for your support." So I just kind of. Well, that's interesting. Okay, well, forgive me for going on this topic, but I'm just. Mm-hmm. I've never heard it. I've never heard that before. I mean, th- once again, completely different perspective. Now, I've said mm-hmm. that to servicemen. I have friends in the military, and I've said that to them. Oh, yeah, some are some are all about that. I, me personally, I just I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I appreciate your support. I guess honestly, I always feel weird about it personally. But that's just me. Okay, okay. I'm curious to why. Truthfully, you kind of got you kind of got my brain kind of jiggling here. I'm kind of curious I, to I why you feel that way. No, 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 no. We got, we got a few minutes. Uh, fuck this. I got time. I got some time. I wanna, I wanna, unless, huh, I'm interested. I wonder why. I really do wonder. Hmm. Hmm. Take a seat. Take a seat, Mister Thorpe, on the couch made of leather. Hmm. Sweat absorption. Yes. Hmm. Why do you feel so insecure? No. I just wonder about that because it's something that not a lot of people are capable of doing or be too afraid to do, and. Mm. It is a job that is a difficult one to take. And I mm-hmm. think it takes a very strong person to take one, take that type of career, knowing the risks involved. I don't know. For me, in that regard, I don't like, I just never like the attention I get. I know that's just me. I'm like, oh, you... yeah, I, 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 I appreciate it. I'm just, I'm, 
I'm in this for me and my personal beliefs and my views and opinions. And I don't know. That's it's, it's one of those things I, I'm really, I, I'd never actually like how, if, how do you describe it? Like I never knew how I'd feel about it until I actually encountered it until people started saying it to me. And I'm like, Oh, cool. <laughs> Did it feel weird? Yeah. I always felt weird to me whenever they say like, thank you for your service and all that. And, if they, okay, now let, let me let me let me uh, let me let me change this a little bit. If they walk up and say thank you for your service, you just say okay, thank you, blah blah, go away. I'm, yeah. I'm with your day. Now, now if Chris Klein walks up to you and oh, says thank you for your service, what do you perfect, do? That perfect day. Is it is it just <laughs> is it magical? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just remembered something else. So like, if I'm yes. in uniform though, and I'm like I'm trying to buy like a uh, buy something at the store, like people will try and buy the items for me. Well, that's because that's, like, that's respect. That's respect. It's, it's respect. Do. But like to me, I'm like, no, I, I'm no, you don't have to do that. That's I'm like, it's that that one right there. I'm always kind of like, oh, okay. What? Well, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not from from, I guess the way you describe this from a civilian's perspective. <laughs> you are from from. Whoa, Barka! Sorry. Barka comes on the podcast. What's up, sweetie? What's wrong? <laughs> oh. Oh, one sec. She saw my my wife went outside for a walk with the baby. And oh, poor Hang thing. on one sec. Look at that. See, people, we got Barka coming on the podcast. <clears throat> people, that is <laughs> that is three dogs we've had on we've had on the podcast. We've had Jack, which is Roshu's dog. We've oh. had we've had Barka, which is Ian's lovely dog, and now barking right now is Bree, my guard dog. So there's oh, cool. three dogs that have appeared on this podcast. That's right. wonderful. That's yeah. fucking wonderful. Hey, man, we're dog people here. We're dog <laughs> people here. It's okay. Yeah, but it's kind of like, I don't know, to me, it's, it's always been really interesting. Like, I I personally, I guess, I don't know. To me, my, my, my reasons for being in the Army and stuff like that are kind of uh, personal and private to me. And when That's people fair. are like o- openly forward like that and want to, it's awesome they're showing their support and stuff like that. But to me, I guess I never know how to deal with it. But that's just That's me. That's fair. I, really, what it comes down to is people are just trying to show appreciation, and I. Oh I can, yeah, I, I, can, I, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand how it's a little odd because I know you're a very humble dude. I know you're not a guy who is really out there like that. I know you're kind of a low key guy, you know. And it, mm-hmm. it it's not that's not meant disrespectfully. It's actually meant very respectfully because it's hard to operate like that. Because <laughs> I couldn't. Come on, could you picture me being a guy who is wants to be incognito in anything? Fuck that. You kidding me? Yeah. I wear a plastic just... mask when I walk outside to go grocery shopping. Okay. <laughs> Do you realize how many people I freak out on a daily basis? I would I should just take a GoPro. I should just take like, a GoPro. Whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, Are you, you gonna rob me? It's like no. Here's here's a twenty. <laughs> I, I I want I want I want that pack of blunts. Here here's a twenty. No no no. Here's a dollar, dude. It's okay. Imagine what I do to the subway guy, and I say all vegetables. Mm-hmm. You just <laughs> the meat's yeah, at like home. A... <laughs> Yeah, like I've gone to lunch with uh with coworkers in uniform, and like I'll go to pay my tab, and someone will have, like paid it before me, and I'm like, ah, damn it! <laughs> like, you don't need to do that. Well, you pick you picked a good way to kind of default accept it. <clears throat> Just you're yeah. respectful, you're polite, you move on. Mm-hmm. That's all they're asking for, you know. Oh yeah, and, that's, that's I I totally get that. Yeah. It's just to me, I guess I never quite. I haven't quite figured out the best way to respond to it. So my my go to line is thank you for your support. That's usually where I go with it. You know what? You know, I think that's all people are looking for. They're mm-hmm. looking for, hey, let me do this nice thing. This guy's going to reciprocate and say thank you. And then we both walk away 
feeling whatever we feel. That person's probably happy they did something for a serviceman because they got no idea who you are outside of branch of service. Oh, yeah. So yeah. to them, you guys are kind of lumped into some of, well, you guys are all willing to kind of do what you do for us. Thank you. Here's, if I can pay $20 on your tab or whatever, or I can cover <laughs> that shit, fuck it, man. Get Bring that shit over here. I'm not worried about it. I got a friend. I got a friend who's been to Afghanistan and back. He's now he's hmm. now he's been in the service since he was 17. I can't go any further than that because obvious. But he's he's <laughs> he's been a career military guy. And you know, I call him my hero, jokingly, of course. But hmm. you know, in in a way, deep down, I've had conversations with him privately, and he knows he knows that I deeply respect him. And and truthfully, he's taught me a lot of things. Not you know, not military, but just just about life and and just talking to me. Because he's he's experienced way more than I've ever had, and I and I mm-hmm. gain a lot of I gain a lot of knowledge from a guy like that. So I mean, my reciprocation is, hey, come over for the the, the crab bro- broil, or you know, you you need help, you call me. You know, hey man, mm-hmm. you need the, you, you, hey man, I know, I know, I know that hooker deserved it, bro. It's good. Don't worry about the the, the stool that you hit. Like I got it. Just go. Take the Uber. You're fine. You know, like, you don't got, worry. I, got, I always got a shit ton of lie handy. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, I got, I got some lawn darts back there and a shovel. We got it. We got it. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's uh, really what it comes down to. It, it's just a really interesting. Uh, to me, I'm also I'm also paranoid of getting accused of like stolen valor or crap like that. And that's just. Can I? I I I'm glad you brought that up because it's something I was unsure to talk to you about. But since you brought it up, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not funny. I'm laughing because of the situation and how it occurred. I don't, to me, like I uh, like every once in a while, like those videos will pop up on my feed and stuff like that. Or um, I'm look, and I'm, I've I've I'm never confused. quite understood it. I'm confused about it because I go, okay. I, nowhere in my mind has that idea ever occurred to me. It just has. It just never occurred to me. It's just not something I'd ever think of doing. Mm-hmm. So I look at that mindset and I go, well, why in the fuck? It would, it would maybe attention. That's the first thing I go to. Because when you think about the attention and the respect and kind of the appreciation that I would naturally give to a serviceman, I think that's what something maybe kind of an undesirable cunt would crave. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. It's I, weird. You know? I don't know. Oh, the thing, one of the hardest things for me, like when I was going through basic was like, I, there were some good some people like that. I went through that were good guys. They want, they were, they were going to be good soldiers, but just something along the way happened where like they had like a micro fracture in their femur or mm. they tore some tendons. And so that just turns into a point where like, they're not, they're never going to be the soldier they wanted to be. Mm. So it always kind of, to me, it always breaks my heart for those guys. Cause I mean, like they, they gave it their all and their body just failed on them. But that's so I yeah, thought they kind of, yeah. So for them, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. They they made it as far as they did. They rightfully should be called soldiers at that point. But and then they get crap for just having gone to basic training. And I'm like, well, I think it's a bummer. But then you have other guys that do it. I I think there's like a mental issue there for some of them. I would agree. I would think for some of them, sure. Why wouldn't there be? I mean, I'm not saying blanket all of them would, but oh yeah, you could yeah. look at it from an individual case, and I could. I'm pretty fairly confident you'd find a couple of them who are a little. Eh, they're short of a baker's dozen couple fucked up dudes got a couple bad cards in the hand of life you know it's unfortunate and i just i know it's a crime i know it's a felony oh well actually it's not 
a it's only a felony if you're profiting off of it illegally. Like if you're going and stating on like a, re- a resume or something along those lines to okay. gain to gain profit, or you're stating like uh, to get like a government contract or something along those lines. That's the only time it's actually a felony. You you can you can wear a uniform and it's actually protected within your free speech. What? If you never serve, yeah, it's it's within your free speech what to do so. What the fuck would I wear wanna... a military uniform if I'm not in the military? I don't know. To me, like I I. For the most part, I've always kind of hated my uniform because of how uncomfortable it is relatively. So I'm like, why would you want? Like, why would you want to? Like, why would you want to wear that in your own time? Yeah, you, Ian. You also have done a lot in those uniforms. You've ran (laughs) in those goddamn things. You've hauled fifty pound rucksacks up, up, up a lot of shit. You've trained in these things. Mm -hmm. You've had to pull sand out the crack of your ass in those things. That uniform does not symbolize anything to you but a fucking the thing you wear. It's identification. <laughs> yeah. It's so your other. Uh, it's so your brothers don't fucking shoot you. That's what it's for. Oh, hey, I'm an so, American. I'm I'm not. So, I'm not the bad guy here. God. Uh, <laughs> so in the army, they do this thing called. Uh, okay, what do we call that? Hang on one second. I gotta look this up really quick. Oh, I gotta tell it. you something. Okay. Just genuinely uncomfortable. Uh, uh, probably a cup, because no matter what you do, cups are always uncomfortable. Tie steel cup. Where you gotta wear a fucking thong around your ass just to put that steel cup on. It's worth it. Protects your nuts. But it's always painful. <sighs> yeah, I'm just remembering, uh, like in the army, like the, the crap they would do is, uh, you you go and you're uh, like, so you would, you'd have a day where, like if it rained or whatever on post, and then they'd have you like go roll around in like muddy puddles, what? and then they'd go have, you, then they have you go roll around in a sand pit, and so you just be like fucking covered in sand. Why? And just air, ah, just because some guys are assholes, or some drill sergeants are. Can I ask you a question about drill sergeants? Sure. Okay. I I knew one drill sergeant in my life as a kid, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was a lovely man. He really was. He was actually a really lovely man. And I asked him, and with my dad's permission, for him to give me a crash course, you know, in the backyard. Of course, I was a kid. Uh-huh. But yeah. what, what, what Army PTing is like. And oh my God, I saw, I, I didn't know this man. I did not know the man who was, who was screaming at me. I had no idea. It was scary. It was scary. Now, obviously, I was probably maybe 10 years old when this happened. So, of course, when you're a kid, you're terrified. As a grown man, I'm not going to be scared. I'm just going to go, fuck, I better move or I'm going to have to do this all day. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody raising their voice. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, well, you're a kid. You. A little hostility. I'm not familiar with this. Well, it's just I'm not from. I was definitely. Well, with my dad. Yeah, that was normal. But with my Nate, with my with my dad's friend who I'd never seen act that way. Really fucking, you know, kind of put me off. But, you know, hmm. as I got older, you know, and I've looked at drill, drill instructors, and, of course, the only real understanding I have of is that one experience of him personally and then him kind of being in action of what he did at his job, and, and television and movies, which I think is probably really inaccurate and probably doesn't match up at all to what real drill instructors are like. And then I have <laughs> a little bit from stories from people who have served on how their drill instructors were, and a lot of them said they loved their, their drill instructor. They loved them. Yeah. Okay. So you have a wide variety. Like, so drill instructors like, traditionally in the army, you have to think about these are people that maybe only a quarter of them actually want to be drill instructors because drill instructor is actually an assignment you get. So and it's it's not one you necessarily pick. Really? So yeah. So essentially, like if you're if you're in a unit, they need to send people to a drill sergeant school to be a drill drill instructor. They're they're assigned the job. And one thing you have to realize. Let me take a swig of water here real quick. Oh, absolutely, man. Take your water. It's okay. It's uh, fine on this podcast. Yeah, so... Um, oh, crap. Oh, it's my. okay. 
boom i'm here Don't but uh so something we gotta think about is um drill instructors actually have a shittier work schedule than the recruits because well, I don't they, they explain this to me. So, okay, so like in basic training, you are you're up at five in the morning, probably like four thirty, because you got to be out the door and then you're PTing for an hour at probably about first formations about five a.m. And then you're going like you're actually you're not stopping till about eight p.m. in the evening. And so, drill instructors have to be there before five to make sure your ass is formed up out front. Then they go and PT you, and then they're there till eight p.m. in the evening. And these are people that have lives and family that they go home to. And so they like so for the course of a, a training cycle where they're training a bunch of new recruits, they don't even really see their family. They're only home for six hours a night. On the wonder they're pissed. Yeah, so they're no angry. They're so the, fucking angry. So, so that's why drill like drill instructors, they're not happy people because they have literally one of the worst assignments in the army. <laughs> that is insane. Have. Well, see, I had no idea. I had no idea about any of that. I thought that yeah. was a gig that they got or it was something that somebody who was non-active and or couldn't go or couldn't be assigned to other locations had to go. I had no idea it was this. Here, you have to go be in DI and train these fucks now. And so that's a terrible position to be put in because then so, I'm thinking about how I deal with it. I go, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, fuck yeah, that. So, fuck that. So okay, the fuck <laughs> these recruits. They're going to fucking run all day. They're fucked. They're going to hate and me. Fuck and that, that kind of that, that's a part of what makes it that that interesting experience for me though because I went through basic training when I was an old was an older guy I went through when I was twenty seven, so I was about the same age as the drill instructor oh, when God. I went through so it was so you're a grown man getting yelled at by so, another grown man just going yes yeah, well, okay. so it was like so it was essentially I was already an adult who had had a professional career before joining the military so we were kind of like so it was just this like they're like uh so they. So it was just one of those things where like we could talk to each other on a different level but they. They knew I didn't really give a shit about their head games, where like those really worked on the eighteen-year-olds that were there. Well, because me, I'm kid, like, you're well, a kid. When you're twenty-seven, yeah, you're kid. going, eh, okay, dude, yeah. let's just. Yeah, so like, cause I had I had ten years on most of the kids that were there. So that's hilarious. You got a bunch so, of pissy pants eighteen-year-olds, and you got just mm -hmm. Ian twenty-seven just sitting there, yeah. clipping his toenails, getting pissed at the youngins. <laughs> well, it's me because I I guess I totally got the head games. I understood it, so I guess I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. So I went through my thing and pretty much completely understood like once i figured out the schedule of the uh, the drill sergeant's like oh that explains why they're pissed and the, the way they do the things they do yeah now that i understand so. that drill instructors it's a position that they're selected for not you know mm. they're not really choosing but, that's unfortunate but it's got to be done and in a way i think mm. it's I, I just thought of something it would probably have to be even harder for, for a di cuz don't you have to be the ex you're the first the di is the first example that the soldiers get about what it is to be a soldier, right? When they're breaking hmm. them down and kind of molding them what they need them to be? Oh, yeah. So that's got to be even harder. So you got to be, man, you got to be Captain 100 on everything. Uh, not, not necessarily, because you'll have, like, some, like, typically on most of the units, you'll have, like, one guy who's, like, a PT stud, combat veteran kind of stuff. You'll have them there, and they usually are, like, probably one of the main drill instructors you deal with in your platoon. Oh, okay. And then they have, and they have like other ones because those guys will they'll cycle out like they'll be on a solid week and then someone else will take a week off, so they kind of cycle through. Oh, so you just so you, you just you got have, you just got a revolving door of terrifying rolling through. Yeah, your, so, yeah. Your so you house. get like new new drill instructors. So like it was kind of funny. So like when I went through, we started with a, a group of different drill instructors who actually their cycle their training cycle ended like three weeks in. 
So we actually got to go through the whole rigmarole of meeting new drill instructors after three weeks of being with those. It was kind of funny. You're like, oh, man, we already had this figured out. Then you guys come in here and ruin this shit. Right? It just goes, okay, we got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, DI this, so-and-so, DIX, he got he got this and this and this. We know we know he's going to come in at, at 4, 439 on the dot, talk some shit. We know he's going to come back in 45 seconds later to see if we were, we, we were fucking around. But I mean, I mean, I understand. I mean, it, all I can, all I can equate drone instructor to is kind of like prison guards. Like you get used to a certain type and then yeah, new ones like come that. in and they start fucking around trying to flaunt their shit. Cause like, all right, I know, I know that motherfucking dude over there. He gonna, he gonna, he gonna look at the top floor. He gonna walk the top rungs. He's going to go by the TVs. He's going to go over to sell double X. He's going to walk back to his desk and eat some peanuts. Fuck that motherfucker. I know his game. We're going we gonna to put cigarettes over here. We're going to put the weed over here. <laughs> but then yeah, so you... RoboCop comes in and fucks up the whole goddamn cell. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much Pretty much like that. I know. But, uh, but funny stuff like that. Um... Dude, unfortunate. Unfortunate, man. It's so crazy. It's so crazy, mm-hmm. man. I can't believe... You know, I'm just... I'm so interested in the military from a perspective of what you guys actually do because I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's probably like a job like anybody else's. It's just with different type of equipment and the risks are greater. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Like, it's kind of trying to think in terms of like a profession and what would I compare. Like, to me, odds are like a lot of guys are not going to do the uh, the hua fucking frontline heavy heavy duty combat arm stuff. Like a lot of guys do, don't, don't do that. I have a question. Is yeah. anybody wanting to do that? Oh yeah, like you got some pretty motivated guys who want to do the, oh, really? the combat stuff. Oh really? Because mm-hmm. I would think because okay because uh, forgive me for saying this, Ian, but um, normally when I think of getting shot at, I I don't think of moving in n- closer. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't think of going closer towards the bullets. I, yeah. I, I, and and. Mm, Kinda doesn't matter what I have on me. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I'm kind of like one thing that kind of bums me out. Like, so when I when I was going through OCS, I actually was given an infantry slot, so I was going to be an infantry platoon leader, and uh, so I was like gun hog about that. And I uh, unfortunately I destroyed my right knee to where I can't I can't push it to the requirements for that anymore. I can't do five miles in thirty minutes anymore. So, so I'm like, oh man. So how did that? So, uh, so how did the hmm? knee problem happen? Oh, uh, just overexertion just training trying to get to that that spot and point where i needed to be oh so you were just uh, yeah so i was like basically training to get there and and just didn't quite ma- well i was pretty much at the physical peak i needed to but i was doing continual training and just for whatever reason just completely fucked up the tendons in my knee to where they're not so i had to do about six months of physical therapy to get my knee back to where it's like 75 percent as strong as it was how much how much can you pu- how much can you push off it at this point. Oh, I can I can push full, uh, full body weight and all that now, and I can do. I've started doing running again, but as a result of that, though, I had to switch my uh, my combat. Well, I, I had an infantry branch, and then I had to switch over to chemical. Mm. So that kind of was that always kind of bummed me out because I'm like, oh man. So oh that that's a one. Well, you know what? Thank you for telling me about that uh, about yourself. So Ian, so that... I so I was I was gung ho about going a combat branch. Yeah, unfortunately, they... my, 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 I'm one of those guys where my body just couldn't do it. <laughs> well, you know, you know, man, uh, in a way. Maybe it was for the best. Oh yeah, I think quite frankly, like based on my position in the guard, like if I hadn't, if I had gone infantry, I wouldn't have met or networked with half the people I have. 
So basically just being chemical, though, I've branched and networked with just tons of people. Oh, hi, Barca. Really, yeah, oh, yeah, she's over there. So it's given me quite a few opportunities that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I, I, would, I would definitely agree. I would think it's something that is that – is, it's kind of amazing to think how, how life would be different if that one decision, if that Ian hadn't gotten hurt. How, did that, how does that Ian turn out? Oh, yeah. You know, is, does that Ian – does that Ian marry, I don't know, does that Ian marry a Korean veteran's former prisoner daughter when he goes overseas somewhere for a leave? Is this a different Ian altogether? What if, what if, he, what if he gets caught in a time loop and he becomes, <laughs> I don't know, John Wick in space? <laughs> I don't know. John Wick was always too precise for me. I'm more of an accuracy by volume kind of guy anyway. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Just, just Ian becomes a Punisher. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> Punisher is all volume. That motherfucker. That motherfucker. What, what's aim? I'm praying spray. <laughs> well, I mean, like, here's the thing that always kind of bothered me about. So in, in the Army, when you have a react to contact kind of thing like that, you're not... React it's to contact, not precision. someone's shooting at you, right? But yeah, okay, you get, you get shot at, right? And then okay. you're, you guys get on a firing line, you return fire, and then half your element breaks off and then does like a flanking maneuver. That's Battle Drill 1A, standard U.S. Army tactical doctrine. But the U.S. Army, they're not, they don't train you to be precise with your shots. You're just putting up a, a... You're overcoming the enemy with superior firepower. That's the entire philosophy behind American infantry tactics. So American infantry tactics is we're just going to put so much lead down that fucking range that you can't yeah. move or you're going to die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the entire doctrine. So we're, we've always had that a philosophy, but, Ian, but when you go and... That describes America's mindset. Oh, yeah. It really yeah, does. Holy shit. No, no, no. I'm sorry, but you just... I know that to you, this is something you can breeze over, but I just want to mm -hmm. describe... In detail, what for people who might who might have missed that because you breeze over that quite quickly, sir. Almost as if you eat bullets for breakfast, you scary fuck. I love you, but no. He just said that the American infantry's idea of of their infantry combat is to get in a line, a strategic line, and put so much bullet down the fucking pipe that it's just imagine a volcano and the lava spewing out. All over the sky and all, all through all, all the land and all the villages are running. It's all bullets. That's a horrifying situation, by the way. Go, go ahead. My mm -hmm. bad. That's just terrifying. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. But and then so I've always been more of an accuracy with volume kind of guy. So I don't really care about having the, uh, the Hawkeye badge <laughs> or anything like that. A Hawkeye badge? Oh, that's if you get um, 40 targets out of 40. Oh, Jesus. When you go to the shooting range. Jesus. So you're you're not you're not. I'm not worried about Hawkeye. I, I'm I'm gonna uh, Hawkeye badge. I'm gonna hit you. I'm like 23 is qualifying. I'm just gonna aim for like 27. <laughs> so I'm like I don't care. That's so scary. <laughs> That's so scary. That's the guy who kicks down your door, and when he clears it, he's putting five in you instead. <laughs> oh yeah, that's five. he's putting Double five. Pack. He's putting three in your chest and two in your head. And he's gonna go. I don't know. Did I get him, guys? You know that's like like that's like the doctrine you'd use when you actually take a take a room. What seriously? You don't want to. Oh yeah, or that or wait, that or kick I... the dude in the nuts as you're walking by to make sure he's dead. So wait, I was joking. Was I actually halfway accurate? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> like, okay, just, just, I gotta stop. I'm gonna get myself in trouble. Him. I don't know. It's just, I don't I'm know. I think this, in trouble. 
I think the uh, a lot of that also stems from the fact the United States Army isn't probably the least ideal place to wage a war is within a city, and tactics haven't quite uh, they've never really quite caught up to that. The wage of war in a city would be infinitely complicated because there's so much you'd have to think about. Oh yeah, civilian I mean, civilian uh, considerations, building considerations, the fact that there's exponentially more firing angles. Angle, at I was you. just I was just about to say the firing angles are would be crazy. They'd be mm -hmm. absolutely crazy. And you get in trouble if you level a building with a tank. Oh yeah. yeah. I wonder how the Japanese get away with it every time Godzilla shows up. <laughs> I really do. Oh, they uh, they just. Did you, oh, you see that Shin? It. Did you see that Shin Godzilla movie? I actually haven't watched that yet. You have to watch it. I got. A, I actually got oh. an autographed poster of the first, the, the second form of the new Godzilla movie. It was like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah they, there was a G Fest recently in downtown Chicago, and they some people brought me back a bunch of autographed shit from the original actors and stuff. So that that's always really nice and cool. It's going to be oh, hanging yeah. up pretty soon. Yeah, it's just this one of is, those things. This is the new freaky mutant-looking one. <clears throat> yeah, he, lo he looked like a fucking weird, bug-eyed, retarded dog. <clears throat> I, I just found that one. Yeah, yeah, he looks creepy. It's <laughs> fucking scary. Godzilla's straight <laughs> scary in this one, man. I promise you. <clears throat> what is? Hey, what are you doing for the next one? What's that next uh, video you're doing? I, oh, I, the next I, project I feel, I'm doing? I feel spoiled. I want to know. Oh, it's uh, the next project I'm working on is actually the uh, the Sega PlayStation. Oh, this for fuck's sake! Oh, for fuck's sake! Is oh okay. So, mm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I wonder. Uh, this one will be pretty good. There's not quite. Well, actually, it's about the same level of interaction that I. Well, I guess I'm trying to think of how. I'm finding these videos are kind of hard to make because I have to sit there and make visuals for things that are really hard to visualize. Be creative. <laughs> so, yeah, so okay. I got to be really creative. So I'm like, oh, I can't just reuse the same assets from the prior video. Otherwise, people would be like annoyed. I think. So I got to go and make a bunch of new stuff. I think. But I I know it's more work, but people definitely appreciate your efforts in it. I mean, it translates very well to how to how good it comes across. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, I've got. I'd say like I think I get like ninety percent great feedback, and then there's like that ten percent that. Yeah, I mean, come on, everybody focuses on a little bit of the negativity, right? Yeah, and I mean, uh, that's part of that's part of what. Well, that's just that's just that's just you know that's just creating. If if you create something, if you're a creative person of any type, you're gonna have people who are gonna criticize it. That's just you can't please everybody. That's just reality. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, that's, that's something that's impossible to do. I, to me, it's just kind of funny at this point. I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. I just kind of roll with the punches, but. Trust me, me there, I sit there and I'm like, trust me, there's 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 bigger things that you worry about in life than a YouTube comment wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what so I to mean? Me, I gotta... Perspective wise, <laughs> this is the last thing you're concerned about. I, I know it. <laughs> you're more about, hey, my dog wants a pig ear again. Shit. OK, well, I gave her one an hour ago and she's still angry. Hmm. Yeah. So for me, I've just kind of I've just taken the uh, the stance of always try to take the high road. Yeah. It, you know, like that. It's or or just have benefit. fun. Yeah, yeah I think I have thing. one. Oh, what? Yeah. Here's the thing: just enjoying what you do and having fun is what people like. Is was what people want from you. Mm -hmm. So continue to do what you've been doing. You're gonna be good. Just make you know you're gonna make videos on what you like. People love that shit. I love it. I'm I'm <laughs> I, I tell you, man. I tell you, I'm one of your biggest fans. I really am because I really like just like you, hell and Stika and Genovi, all all you guys. I I. I could say it publicly. I'm probably one of your, I'm one of your biggest fans out of all you guys. 
Because I mean, oh. I love I love what all you guys do. It's very well done. It's quality, and I don't see a lot of that. I really don't. I see a lot of I see a lot of overproduced flash with not a lot of insight or effort put into it, and that bugs me. Yeah, that's it's kind of like half the reason why I started doing videos back in the day. I wasn't like, you know what, damn it, I have opinions too, and I think I could do this better. <laughs> you had, well, you know, not you. Can, it's not that you can do this better. You've proved that you actually do it better. Oh, yeah. The thing is, like what we said earlier, it's just a matter of time. It's just time, because oh, you're yeah. gonna keep plugging at it, and it's gonna keep get, it's gonna get better and better. Just wait till you and Yahel are standing side by side in the same video. Doing a Ian, just doing a wrestles with gaming or, or a historic nerd featuring wrestles with gaming video, and and the hell appears in the same green screen. People will lose their shit. <laughs> Come on, man! It's oh, not as if people I don't think, understand what, what is, your friendship. Gotcha. What is he up to now? I think he's like broke five thousand subs. I think, which I'm I'm super proud of him for that. It's, his shit's great. Yeah, hell is at oh it's, oh he's almost twenty six thousand. He's like yep. four hundred subs away. He's doing fantastic. Yeah, yeah, his shit's great. Like, I think if anyone deserves it, he does because he's such a 000. pretty good guy for that. I swear, to, I swear to God, man, I'm waiting for him to get to get drunk on, on some Tito's and just cut a fucking goofy wrestling promo. <laughs> we had we had talked about doing a, a one for fucking April Fools, where we just both posted the same video, but one of us did, like we just <laughs> dubbed over it, <laughs> same video, like video wise, but I just would doing love the, to the see that. My voice on mine, his voice on his, and just fucking pissing people off. Please do it. I I, I don't even care. Like, we'll, we'll people will forget about it next year. Like, just yeah, they'll, oh they'll forget God. about it by April next year. <laughs> they but. will. You have to do it. That's awesome. That's such a super dope idea. Yeah, I think that'd be funny as hell. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Yeah, the fact that like my channel has grown as fast as it has has been just. <laughs> It's really cool for me. But like the, the thing I always thought was kind of funny about it was I'll get these random comments where they're like, you know, I'm not going to subscribe to you now because your other content isn't what I like. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for sharing. <laughs> I just thought that was so odd. I'm like, what an odd comment to share. It's kind of like it's kind of like ye yelling that you're leaving a party when you weren't invited. That, that's exactly <laughs> you what know? it sounds like. Maybe they like, were a few too many glasses into their Merlot. Oh, maybe. They could have been. Because you know, look, man, look. I think you've autumn. I think you put way too much effort into thinking about these people. I mean, oh, no, to, to me, it's more of it's just it's just funny to me. Because I, to me, it's always perplexes me when I see them. Because I'm like, oh, okay, all right. It's like a rare creature to you. Oh yeah, it's like a. I don't know how you describe it. It's like a studying. Uh, it's a fucking cryptid monster. Yeah, like a, a deep sea creature you've never yeah. seen before. And you're like, oh, what are look, you? Why do you think the right. way? It's the rare and illustrious YouTube troll on the comment yeah. section. <laughs> I wonder. I, I'm visiting him. This is Ian Thorpe. And I don't know why I'm doing this ridiculous accent. Because <laughs> I think yeah. you're doing a... Uh... It doesn't matter. Steve Irwin? Yeah. Yeah, the classic crocodile. Oh, the cro crikey! Sad. Yeah. Motherfucker's yeah. dead. He got killed by a stingray. R.I.P. Stuff sucks. Whatever, man. You know what? I, I'm not, I don't even feel bad for the way he died because truthfully, and here's why, before people get really angry with me with what I just said, because I'm pretty sure we're all fans of Steve Irwin here. But <laughs> the reason I say that is because that man didn't blame the stingray before he died. That's what people said who were there when he died. He didn't blame the stingray. And that man died doing what he loved. And, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm, if you got to think about on the list of ways to go out, 
that's not a bad one. I mean, what's a bad way to go out? I always thought he'd go out fighting like three crocodiles at once or something like that. Why do I picture that future for Will Ferrell? Huh. Like movie style, movie accident, Will Ferrell eaten by three rabid crocodiles got loose off the chain on movie set. Because Will Ferrell does that weird shit all the time. Because I think Will Ferrell would be, like, proud if he went out that way. <laughs> He'd be like, please report this. God, I freaking love Will Ferrell. <laughs> hey, man. You know what? I Real quickly, I know we don't got much time left. We got about five minutes, and then we're going to get out of here, people. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you this much. You and I... You got to come on my movie podcast or you and I just in general, we got to we got to uh, talk a little bit more about Will Ferrell movies because I recently went through his uh, his bigger pictures. I recently watched like Talladega Nights and um, mm-hmm. I watched uh, Megamind and the Lego movie and I watched what was that other one? Oh, fuck. The other guys and Daddy's Home. I watched all those movies with Will Ferrell. And uh, what was the other one? Get Hard. With, Chris, with Kevin Hart, uh, videos to the video feed, you will see Will Ferrell in the Lil Wayne gear he was wearing in Get Hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you, uh, it's something you gotta watch for Will Ferrell. He actually did a Lifetime movie. He did a Lifetime movie? Yeah, like the, uh, the Lifetime, uh, like one of those weird ones where it's always like, uh, the husband cheated, you know? Oh, okay. So it's a, it's a movie like that, but it's played 100% dan- deadpan or dead, like dead serious. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, it's it's comedic gold, even though it's supposed to be serious. So it's <laughs> yes. spo- so wait, they're they're playing it as serious. Like this is supposed to be a real drama. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a real drama with an absolutely r- ludicrous just lifetime movie, just dumb as hell. But but oh, Will God. Ferrell, I think oh, uh, an actress from SNL, I think. But it's um. It is something else. I'm worried about that. I really am, considering I've never thought of Will Ferrell as anything but a really funny comedy actor. To see him in a drama movie is perplexing. Well, especially a Lifetime film. I'm assuming you know the stigma behind this. That's even more perplexing. What the (laughs) fuck is he doing in a Lifetime film? I think he potentially saw it as being the highest form of comedy. That Okay, that might be. That might be possible. I mean, there's only one other guy who might do that out of the same insane thought, and that's probably Jim Carrey. But Jim Carrey's on a, on a whole new level of crazy right now. Yeah, he's doing a whole new weird anti-vaxxer kind of Have you heard about that shit? Thing. Have you watched that, that shit that's going on with that dude recently? I know he just with did Jim a documentary Carrey? called Colors where he's been painting. I know that, and it's kind of odd. This motherfucker's talking about... Jim Carrey went, went on some interview and said, the real Jim Carrey, the one we know and love, isn't there anymore, that he never existed, and he's a different Jim Carrey. And I'm going, what in the fuck is he talking about? And I'm thinking to myself, is he just talking about growing up, or is he on some shit? Because it sounds like he's just talking about getting older as a person, and the same guy who made Ace Ventura and Liar Liar isn't the same guy that he is today. But if he, if he meant it that way, he said it in the most cryptic tweetable fashion possible i mean there's no disguising it he's he, uh, the way he worded it, he sounded crazy yeah I, I don't know enough about jim carrey to really comment on that but all i know is based on his relationship i think was it jenna james what was her name the wife his wife he had for a bit that's a big anti-vaxxer i don't know let me let me actually look it up but jim carrey's but it seems wife to be, 
uh, his ex-wife. It was like Jenna. She, I think she was on like a, what was it that uh that MTV show or something like that. Uh, Lauren Holly, Melissa Wormer. Well, Melissa McCartney. Right. Melissa McCartney. Was that one of his wives? No, I don't. Who was it? So. Yeah, I gotta look this up really quick. But uh, yeah. all I know is is that it has influenced his. Jenna, Jenna. there's none there. Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. There we go. Is Jenny McCarthy. It? Okay. Yeah. Oh. So all I know is like she's like put a bunch of weird crap out there, and apparently that's influenced him a bit, to where his uh, his life uh, philosophy has changed. To where he won't do like uh, I'm trying to think of, like the last really dramatic role he did. Like he won't do roles like that anymore because of his own new personal beliefs. Let me let's look it up. Like he he just like believes he's happy all the time or something along those lines. What the fuck is he? I don't know. It's about? it's weird. He's gotten kind of kind of odd. <laughs> you know, I hate to say this, but I, if he's not doing drugs, I I I think it's okay for him to start doing some at this point in his life. Yeah, he's probably just got too much money. Okay, the <laughs> just alone. Is that a thing? Can that be uh, a having thing? too much? Do yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like if you if you get to no. a certain point where you have so much money, you you lose connection with uh with what's normal. Well, give a, a fuck. Point. I got money. Yeah, but uh, then you start doing weird shit like painting your floor and ceiling gold. You're rich like that, it's not crazy. It's eccentric. Oh, just like when yeah. someone's slow, you say they're methodical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? That's it. That's it. If you have money, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess money provides for fuckery. That's just the reality of it. Okay, oh, yeah. so the last one, the new t- it's a TV show called Kidding. It's in pre-produ- pre-production. Uh, True Crimes, The Bad Batch, Dumber and Dumber 2, Anchorman 2, The Le- Legend Continues, Kick-Ass 2, Colonel Stars and Stripes, 30 Rock, Drunk Holly, Christmas, Drunk History, Mr. Popper's... Pe- yeah, there's not a lot of serious roles. I don't remember. Oh, what the hell just popped up in my feed about Jim Carrey? Oh, Jesus Christ, what happened? So, Jim Carrey's girlfriend claims STD can be used in a trial against Jim Carrey. What? Maybe he oh, has, I don't like, give a fuck about that. Fuck well, that maybe shit. Has, maybe he has syphilis, because that can actually explain why his, uh, his personality has completely changed. Oh, that's true. I'm wondering that if it's something along true. those lines. Maybe might be... we might be spreading bad rumors here. We probably are. We probably, yeah, we're probably spreading like... really bad rumors. I just thought about this. I'm thinking we shouldn't say this about a guy who we don't know anything about, who we don't know any of these allegations that they're true. But on that note, now that we've laid that out, what if he has skiffleupa humpagus? Oh, a syphilis? Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, it can, can cause complete personality shift in people and yeah. slowly degrades their uh, their mental health and... Uh, It'll Overall cognitive abilities. Yeah, Capone it eventually kills you. Yeah. Didn't Capone die of Skifflepagus? Skifflepahumpagus? Oh, syphilis? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to call this Skifflepahumpagus. It's like just when I say Capitilla. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Leave me alone. Yeah, I think by, I think by the end of uh, Al Capone's life, mm. he, uh, what was it? He was basically had the cognitive ability of like a 10-year-old or something along those lines because yeah. of the, the disease. Yeah, he wasn't doing that well. It's it's unfortunate. I really hope that's not happening to Jim Carrey, truthfully. He's really funny. I, like they have a cure for it now, so... Hopefully he gets help if he has something along those lines. But yeah, you know the most perplexing part about this is he has money. We just we just established the fact that he has a fuckload of money. Why would he not? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, Maybe or it could be like isn't... a Steve, or you know, it could be a Steve's job scenario where he believes he can cure it with fruit. Oh dear God! Oh dear God! Please don't see, tell see me like, we have see, like another fruitarian in in the mist. 
So like, like I told you, man, like when you have when you have a lot of money, you just don't think conventional rules apply to you. And that includes healthcare. But that's not true. No matter how much money I have, I can have a billion dollars. If if I have a health problem, I still got to go to a doctor. I, I have to spend money allows the healthcare professionals to give a fuck about me. It doesn't cure me by rubbing it on my body. But. But I mean, but like, but when you have exponentially more money than said healthcare pr- practitioners, I mean, well, like, don't you, what, what you potentially, what you start to potentially believe, you know better than they do. Ooh, you're like, oh, I built, I built this whole thing, and I have all these, I have all this success. What the hell do you know, right? This is why yeah. you, you, okay, you will understand this. I have a new invention. This is why you need a hood, homie. <laughs> so you need, you need the, a hood, uh, homie. This is why you need a hood, homie. You need a homie from the hood to come and tap your rich ass back into reality. Think have about you ever, it. You ever seen Think a skit it. with Daniel Radcliffe where he uh, he pays a he pays someone to keep him grounded? No, I did not. Is that real? There's this, there's this great comedy clip where Daniel Radcliffe has this guy. He's like, "Hey, hey, Daniel, you've been rich and famous, but can you do this?" And he's like, "God damn it!" That's and awesome. Like the, the, the guy comes in and starts doing something like bending his arm weird, and Daniel Radcliffe gets pissed because he can't do it. I have to. I just, have. Uh, I, I will seek that clip out and watch so, it. So, so same idea, basically, just keeping you grounded Damn when it. you're stupid rich. Damn it! I don't come <laughs> so, up with man, and no one. Not, there's man. You think you have a good idea? Someone's already done it. Seriously, fuck. That's upsetting. <laughs> That's upsetting. But you know what? Mine's called Hood Homie. I'm just gonna have a Hood Homie. It's only for the elite of the elite. They gotta hire a homie from the hood, and he will keep them in check, and they will promote detachable dick technology. And that will solve the problem <laughs> the, the, of the, the transhumanist yeah. Borg STD that you mentioned many podcasts ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it all comes full circle. It's all beautiful. But, hey, Ian, I know we got to get you the fuck out of here, brother, because I know that uh, we had a time constraint. We went way over the time limit we had. But I want, I want to thank you for coming on, man. It was really fun having yeah, you, Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It just sucks that we got to hang out on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll do, like, another... I don't know how late you stay up, but Yahoo and I do uh, do late streams every once in a while. And I, I think you were on the last one. It was pretty I, fun. I was on the late stream. Uh, I unfortunately I have a I I, just, I I don't have a lot of time right now, man. I got the podcast and I'm writing an album, and then after the album, I'm going right into filming a music video for it, and then yeah, there's there's a lot, and then I got to fl- I I got to get the money to uh, get um you hell out here because I actually really I'm really trying to. Uh, film a real short film with him because i'd love because oh, okay. i'd love to give him more exposure uh one as london vice and and as wrestling with gaming and i want to i want to work with andrew can a friend of the podcast who's a filmmaker and work with people who i really want to work with so it's just like huge endeavors dude so those yeah those, yeah that's exciting those, it, it, it's uh, sort of sort of ooh, sort of it's exciting <laughs> jesus <laughs> exciting but overwhelming oh man yeah. it's crazy because i'm trying to I'm trying to save all the money for it, and then while you know, finance my own life and the podcast and my own music, and you know, when you're doing mm-hmm. independent, it's all it's all money, so it's crazy. But I, I'll never say I don't enjoy it. Just kind of like you, man. I know I know you'll never say you don't enjoy doing what you do, video or otherwise. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, yeah, man, it's beautiful shit. But people, be on the lookout for the Sega PlayStation video that Ian has prepared for you in the future. He was about 75% done with the script, writing and uh, editing and re- and uh, getting it all put together. Oh, that's a different story. Good luck. 
Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be like a probably two weeks of nothing but editing. Yeah, you'll you'll probably you'll see this video. Like you'll probably see this video. I would say in a month. That sounds about accurate. Yeah, I would I'm hoping to have something month. up by the end of the month. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. Okay, so uh, Ian, Ian is shooting for the end of the month to have the Sega PlayStation video. So now you have an established timetable that's on air on a podcast. There you go. Yeah, you got you. me. Uh, I cursed you. Ha ha, I win. Ver- verbal contract, yeah. Yeah, verbal contract <laughs> that is tentative and means nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. That has been the Roman Apple Show. Go follow Historic Nerd at Historic Nerd on Twitter and Historic Nerd on YouTube. Go subscribe to him. He's a good guy. Ian's a good dude. Thank you, man. Follow me on Twitter at Everything is Rum. Subscribe to the channel. We're working toward 2,000, and after that, I'm still not going to do shit because that's not a milestone, motherfuckers. 5,000 is the milestone. 10,000 is the milestone. We can do that shit because the cult of rum enjoys your patronage. Please collect your souls and put them into a collection plate at the end of the email address. I love you very much. Be out of there, people. Be safe. Okay? Scott, not become self-aware. I'll see you next time.